the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? That's right. The Agatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And boy, are we certainly in a land of confusion right now uh, with all that is going on with this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak. Uh, We've, you know, people have made the jokes, the memes have been out there and all kinds of other stuff. But uh, this is the new reality that we are in for right now and are going to be for a considerable amount of time. Uh, we do have a show for you tonight. We've got a craft beer guest that's going to be joining me uh, later this hour. Uh, a lot of the show is going to focus on what's going to happen to these businesses, to these small businesses that are going to be directly affected by the coronavirus. And again, um, there are people out there who think that this is just a hoax. This is just nonsense. It is not, folks. This is serious. It needs to be taken seriously. Uh You need to stay home for a while until we can get ahead of the curve here. We've heard the CDC and Dr. Fauci talk about uh, flattening the curve. The only way the curve gets flattened is if people stay home. So the, the virus has nowhere to go and gets smothered. And then we can get a handle on it. And from what I've seen early in the week, uh, as I, uh, record this, I see people out on beaches having a good time. Uh, I see people um, still in bars, still congregating in places of groups more than 10 now. The, the, the president and the CDC uh, early in the week were saying groups of no more than 10. Um, but I'm hoping that we're getting a handle on this, and I'm hoping that we get a chance to flatten this curve so that we can get back to a normal life as soon as possible. Um, we're going to get into that in just a second. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com, iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those two platforms, Alexa Ready, Radio.com, Hopped Up Network as well. Just jump over to the Hopped Up Network. You can check out a whole bunch of different beer casts uh, for your uh, pleasure and your listening pleasure. And you know what? Since a lot of us are going to be homebound for a while, it's a good time to catch up on a lot of these different shows. Coming up in about 20 minutes, Kenny Gould from Hop Culture is going to join me. Uh, Obviously, with the coronavirus outbreak, beer festivals have been canceled. His are no exception. We'll talk to him about that and how it affects his very small business. But Hop Culture also acquired the Hop Review. We're going to chat with him about that uh, and what uh, Hop Culture and Hop Review will do in conjunction with one another. But that's coming up in about 20 minutes. So obviously, as this pandemic uh, started to spread across the United States, a lot of big events were canceled. So Cigar City had to make the decision to cancel Hunapu Day. And um, the uh, the ticket prices 
for this event are expensive. It's 200 bucks, 100 to cover the festival admission. The other 100 paid for four bottles of Hunapu's Imperial Stout. Um, attendees can choose between accepting a $100 refund for the festival admission price and picking up their four bottles of the 2020 release if you happen to be in Tampa. Some people were and they did. Others were not because they were flying in maybe the day of. Or you can apply the $100 towards a ticket to next year's festival, which is a $200 value. Um, a lot of places have had to put hold uh, on events, and this affects, honestly, a lot of small businesses. Um, one in particular, my friend Allison, uh, who runs a number of events in New Jersey, she's already had to cancel two events in April or is about to cancel two events in April, and she has huge events in May, one of which I partake in every year at the Beer, Bacon, Barbecue event uh, in Morristown, um, but she is going to have to put those events on hold. Uh, and she doesn't know if she's going to be able to start these things back up again. And so what I'd like to see from government is how these businesses, these very small businesses, maybe they employ five people, ten people, you know, maybe 30 people, right? I'm talking under a 50-person threshold. Um, I want to see what the government is going to do to help these people out. Because they're talking that this this may be around until July or August, right? Now, when they say that, I don't want to panic you, but when they say that, they mean if we take these next couple of weeks and we flatten the curve, it means that within a few weeks we can get things up and running again. But if people aren't going to listen and people are just going to continue to go out and get together and, and in large groups and defy what all of the the experts are talking about. Listen, if you don't like the president, if you don't like how he is, that's fine. That's your opinion. You're allowed to have your opinion. But when actual doctors are presenting the data to you and the science and they're saying, look, this is what's happening. This is what we need to do to stop it. You need to listen to those people. You know why? Because they have more intelligence in their head than any of us put together. They know what's going on. We need to listen to them. You know, and, and this is the problem with social media. People grab things from the Internet. They post them. They think it's fact. They don't do their, they don't do their due diligence and check. I can't tell you how many people have posted the, the, the meme of, by gargling with salt water, you'll kill the, the, the coronavirus. That's not true. The only thing that salt and, hot, and warm water does is help a sore throat. That's it. It doesn't kill viruses. Okay? That's a myth. That's a myth. All right. Bottom line, we need to help out small businesses right now. They are most in danger of collapsing. And that's a lot of what this show is about. It's about promoting small business. Okay. And speaking of which, John Dantzler runs Torch and Crown Brewery in New York City on Monday, tweeted out. He, and now his brewery is not open, but they are making beer at other facilities. They're a gypsy brewer for right now, and they're close to opening their building. Their business relies on direct sales to, to, to survive. Now, in two tweets, he said, asset purchases are nice, buying gift cards and, you know, uh, and the like, but do little to help the small businesses who will be directly hit by this activity stoppage. More impactful government spending would be to exp- extend three months payroll to all businesses who meet threshold for one small and two industry directly impacted. And then John then pleaded with the mayor and governor of New York, tweeting, please act ASAP. 
pass payroll relief and forgive the 331 sales tax bill to help our hospitality friends stay alive. The situation is dire. He's absolutely right. His business will go out of business before it really gets started if they don't do this. If they can't sell, how are they able to pay their taxes? How are they able to pay their rent? Now, of course, they're going to pay their rent once business starts up again. But you can't be charging these people when they can't pay for it. And a lot of these businesses go month to month because they're relying on sales. Brian Kulbacki, owner of Jersey City-based Departed Souls, posted earlier in the week on Facebook responding to a friend. He said, unfortunately, liquor laws are different in every state. She was asking about you know the, the liquor laws and can you sell out of the building. This is before some things were instituted. In New Jersey, we aren't allowed to sell directly to consumers outside of the brewery walls. Now they can. They made a provision that if you have um, if you have cans to go, you can sell those. Okay, that's great. You know, people can just come right up, buy them, take them home. That's good. Likewise, I'm sure our wholesalers and bars will eventually ask us to buy back our beer they can no longer sell. So it is actually a double whammy. The NJABC has thus far made no comment leading us to believe they'll still take their bi-monthly excise taxes from us, along with the other states we distribute to. The federal government has not indicated any relief from their quarterly excise taxes. On top of that, March is their busiest tasting room month, where they see their best margins, and that has now gone completely. It's also the month where we see our tightest margins, because we are stocking up for summer demand while still enduring slow winter demand. He had a $25,000 credit card bill that was due on Tuesday. Four employees to pay, downtown Jersey City rent to pay, and he's a sole proprietor who does not take a traditional paycheck. So he doesn't qualify for unemployment. So somebody said, maybe insurance will help. He said, nope. He said, not every risk is insurable. And again, this is not specific to departed souls of the brewing industry, bars, restaurants, etc. This is standard across all industries. Insurance simply does not respond to these issues. Insurance is meant to cover sudden and accident losses to property. And you have had a few years a few over the years with a couple water damage claims, boiler failure, etc. Ultimately, we can report to your insurance company, Great American, and have them review as they are ultimately the ones that determine coverage. But the insurance policy language is very clear in its intent not cover not to cover this type of loss. And the only type of insurance that is responding to COVID-19 issues seem to be health insurance policies for testing and medical treatment and some event travel cancellation policies, though most specifically exclude pandemic. So the bottom line is insurance is not going to help these business owners. The, the insurance owners, the insurance policy is basically going to say, well, sorry, these are quote-unquote acts of God, et cetera, et cetera. This is a problem for small businesses. They're going to continue to have a problem. Now, look, my advice to you before we have to take a break here, if you can, if you can get over to your, your favorite brewery, one person, not 15, one, if you can get over there, you can buy some cans to help them out. That's a great thing. They're going to continue to try and can as much as they can. But at some point, that well is going to run dry, too. That's why it's important. Get your stuff. Stay inside. Okay? Let's flatten the curve. Let's do what is necessary to stop this so that we can get back out sooner rather than later and enjoy a beer at our favorite bar, our favorite brewery, et cetera, et cetera. We have updates on breweries and what they're doing. They're on our Facebook page. Not going to spend the entire show on that. But we will talk some more news after a short break, maybe some beers that are going to be coming out hopefully soon and that hopefully you'll be able to get. But we're going to continue to spotlight a lot of these things with small businesses. And an article that Tara Nuren wrote in Forbes about how in Seattle, 
they weren't even taking any precautions before all of this stuff started really exploding. And this was just at about the time when it was exploding. It was already exploding in Washington, in in the state of Washington. And yet the breweries were not doing too much uh, to to concern themselves with the spread of coronavirus. We'll talk about that and a lot more after the break. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Wash your hands. Eric Metaxas believes we need prayer now more than ever. The president did something. I was so thrilled. I was thrilled that the president of the United States declared a national day of prayer. It's just an amazing thing that America can come together in prayer because I just feel that we need to encourage each other. This is very real. And we have we have people uh, scorning prayer. It's just madness as if praying means I'm going to do nothing but pray. The Eric Metaxas Show. Weeknights at 11 on AM 970. The Answer. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Senate Republicans must go big and fast in their response to the coronavirus. They are facing choices right now about what sort of economic relief and stimulus package they support in response to the coronavirus outbreak. The goal is simple. Help those injured in their pocketbooks and provide aid to an economy shuddering under successive shocks of slowdowns and closures. The biggest impediment to success might be the fact that Capitol Hill staffs don't turn over much. Longtime Hill workers aren't exactly the eager recipients of new policy proposals that haven't been sliced and diced by constituent interest groups. That has to change. The need is urgent for Congress to go far, go big, go fast. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell announced the intention to do just that. He's going to stay there until it gets done using never-tried-before ideas. Time to break the glass and pull the alarm. Time to spend as though you are FDR going to war. This is no time for business as usual. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. Be part of an extraordinary adventure to Israel this year. You're invited to the Stand with Israel tour with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell this December. Join AM 970 The Answer for a 10-day all-inclusive expedition into Israel's fascinating history, dynamic diversity, and significant future. Experience Jerusalem, modern Tel Aviv, Masada, and so much more, all in the comfort of first-class accommodations. Register today for the Stand with Israel tour with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit am970theanswer.com. Dr. Sebastian Gorka reminds us that we are strong. When the president says that we will overcome the threat posed, he is correct. We remain the strongest and richest nation in the world. We remain rated the most capable country when it comes to dealing with any type of pandemic. This, too, shall pass. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The Answer, brought to you in part by Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law. Whether you need help drafting a will, trust, power of attorney, or health care proxy, their experienced team of attorneys have been helping clients plan their estates for over 30 years. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com.
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albert g at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa Ready too. We're also on radio.com. We're over on the Hopped Up Network as well. You can listen to the podcast uh, usually by Monday mornings before 6 a.m. Coming up in 10 minutes, Kenny Gould from Hop Culture will join me. Obviously, with the coronavirus outbreak, beer festivals have been canceled. His are no exception. Uh, But Hop Culture also acquired the Hop Review a few weeks back, and we will chat with him about that, as well as what do you do now when some of your business model relies on you having these types of beer festivals? How do you move on? Um, you know, is it from, and I want to get from Kenny's perspective, how it's going to affect uh, affect his business and his bottom line. Uh, others that have beer festivals or solely run beer festivals, obviously it affects their bottom line tremendously. They're not going to be able to hold any, so therefore they're not going to be able to make any money. So I want to talk to Kenny about that, but also obviously his acquisition uh, of the Hop Review and what the differences are between Hop Culture and Hop Review are. So we've got mandatory shutdowns of bars, restaurants, and tap rooms in more than 20 states, voluntary closures, and many others. I'm sure that this is going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, the coronavirus has forced craft brewers really to, to get creative here as uh, they're trying to get their beer to consumers. They're trying to stay open and in production, but yet a lot of their stuff that they can't do. So Brewers Association Chief Economist Bart Watson estimated of craft breweries' volume flows through the on-premise channel, and that roughly one out of every three beers sold on-premise is a craft offering. Complicating matters is the own-premise brewery taproom model that thousands of craft brewers have adopted over the past several years. This is from Brewbaum. Uh, Watson estimated that craft brewers sold 3.6 million barrels in their own establishments in 2019. Um, So this is a big deal. A lot of their, their, um, you know, Sales come directly by people visiting their tap rooms. The governors of New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, as we talked about in the previous segment, have loosened, you know, have tightened down, but they've also loosened the restrictions on the sale of alcoholic beverages to go from on-premise accounts, which allows craft breweries in those states to offer delivery, which is great. Uh, a lot of breweries in New Jersey, a lot of breweries in New York have offered this option. Um, in some places, like restaurants. You can only get beer to go if you're ordering food. But if you're a brewery, you're able to pack, you know, as long as your beer is in packages, they're uh, in cans or bottles, they're allowing it to be sold. I, I, I believe the policy on growlers is kind of up in the air for some some places. Some will not take your used growler, even if it's clean, and, and fill it. They'll fill a, a fresh one, and you have to pay the price for the glass plus plus the beer. Um, there are a lot of places that do crowlers, which is essentially a large 32-ounce can that they will seal themselves. Um, and some places are allowing you to bring a growler if it's clean, or they'll clean it and then fill it with the beer and give it to you. This is a good opportunity if you're looking to stock up on beer at places to, uh, to do that. It helps their bottom line. Some places are offering discounts. Some are not. I know the, the local place by me, Paragon Tap and Table, if you order food directly and you pick it up, they're giving you uh, a percentage off. They're also giving you a percentage off of, um, of a growler uh, to, to get rid of their beer taps. Because, look, let's face it, 
if this lasts for 90 days, just 90 days, these people are going to be adversely affected. Uh, affected. People are going to go out of business, and the government needs to do something here to help them out. Now, um, the co-owner of Bradley Brew Project in Bradley Beach, uh, Chelsea Zalowski, uh, she told Brewbound, we're extremely excited about this change and excited to embrace it. Deliveries will be set to a 10-mile radius from the brewery with no fee and a two four-pack uh, crowler minimum. So uh, to obviously lessen you know, all these trips running back and forth, this is a good thing. She also said setting up the infrastructure, production, mobile canner distribution a few months ago substantially helped us to pivot during this time of need where bars will not order kegs as they are closed. That's the other big thing. They're filling up kegs. They can't sell them to anybody. They can't sell them to breweries, uh, to, to bars, because bars are closed. So this is a big deal. So by helping these breweries out, you're helping to put money in their pocket to be able to pay their bills and pay their employees. And that um, is... Um, that is a big deal. Uh, in Jersey City, as I mentioned in the last break, Brian Kubacki, uh, you know, he's offering um, services. He's offering contract brewing services at his brewery to support fellow brewers whose supply chains may be disrupted, which is great. He, got, he wrote, uh, it dawned on me that those on my end could be affected by transit of their goods from out-of-state contract breweries or getting their beer here to our state to the distributors. I hope I'm wrong. But that could play a huge part in the future viability of my sisters and brothers in the brewing community. He said, we are fortunate enough to have our own canning line. So as long as they have cans and kegs, there's no reason. As we dial back our kegged beer production, we can help them out. And, it, it, we, uh, and at least it provides me with a little bit of income to keep my team employed. That's a good thing. Kobaki also added an online store to Departed Souls website to sell merchandise and gift cards. Opened up the portal to fellow Jersey City businesses. This is a great thing on Brian's part. He said, I'll give you 100% of the money. I'll eat all the processing fees and handle getting the gift cards from you and shipping them out. Kobaki wrote on Instagram, also on Facebook as well. We are all in this together. Uh, Charlton, Massachusetts-based Treehouse Brewing Company announced it would close until further notice. Days after implementing strict social distancing protocol that spaced consumers waiting in its normally long line 10 feet from each other and built a temporary windowed wall to separate retail staff from consumers at the point of purchase. Treehouse does not distribute, relies on on-site retail sales. This is a big deal. The uh, Treehouse has been a huge, huge, booming uh, business uh, over the last uh, year and a half. Um, this is I mean, this is for them. It's a big deal. Even though they're isolated, they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. There are a lot of people that go to this brewery. So I know that the decision wasn't easy. Treehouse co-founder Nathan Lanier wrote that most of the retail staff has been asked to stay home. Will continue to receive pay while production staff would work on a reduced basis. Staff members not working would still receive standard pay for the foreseeable future, but the company's leadership would forego salary for the duration of the crisis. Um, and Lanier wrote, as we do not currently have a great understanding of the length of time we can sustain our staff, their benefits, and the burden of lost product and remain solvent with no income, we will need to reassess this on an ongoing basis, but it is our belief and deepest hope it will not come to this. Uh, for, for people like that, it might. They may have to rethink that, but we'll see uh, as things go on. Now, states to institute bans on on-premise dining and drinking Include Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, Washington, and Washington, D.C. California Governor Gavin Newsom asked bars and restaurants to close. It was still unclear if that was an order. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they are supposed to. Uh, several cities and counties 
um, have also instituted their own bans. Pennsylvania has also shut down their liquor stores. They are The liquor stores are state-run, so uh, for them, uh, I guess that was an easy call. Um, but um, this is something uh, that is going to be our new norm uh, for a bit of time, and it's a shame. Um, I think the, the staying at home, I think, is, uh, is the best thing that you can do. Uh, if you have to go out, go out for the essentials. If beer is part of those essentials for you because you want to stock up, go to the brewery, support these local breweries, pick up cans to go, go home. Don't dilly-dally, don't hang around. Uh, a lot of places, Bolero Snort, the Almentry, a bunch of different places are offering cans to go. They're offering delivery options. Um, you, you, you know, do me a favor. If, you, if you're a craft beer fan, if you love to support these guys, if you love to support uh, these independent owners, go out there, support them, and then go back home. Drink the beer in your home. Stay put. We will get through this. Bottom line. And speaking of the elementary, Mike Roosevelt, who is a co-owner with Blake Crawford, uh, wrote a story uh, the other day that he posted online. I posted it on the Facebook page. I've tweeted it out. Uh, and I think it's something that needs to be read. If you're a brewery owner, I think, uh, or a small business, you need to read it. But the last paragraph is the most important one. I want to read it to you real quick. He writes, the government needs to order all lenders to suspend debt collection and require a mandatory suspension of all payments until this crisis is over for any business affected by government-mandated closures and for any American laid off as a result. To do anything less will destroy the American dream for a generation. He talks about how that the elementary had opened up a new facility to start producing their beer elsewhere, and, you know, obviously there are bills to be paid, and they're not going to be able to meet their obligations. And in a lot of ways, I do agree with him on this. I think the, uh, the federal government is doing different things to stimulate, to make sure that the economy doesn't go on a nosedive. But in the end, it's businesses like the elementary that are going to go out of business because they don't qualify for certain things. They don't meet the criteria that the government has set up for a disaster or, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or they don't even consider a brewery or a bar or a restaurant as an essential part of the operation. By foregoing debt, in my opinion, if, if you push this to down the road, say three months, 90 days, maybe 180 days, and you tell people, listen, you don't have to pay your bills for this amount of time. We're not, we're not absolving it, but for now, hold off. Hold off until we can get back up and running again. I think if you do that, you're going to help a lot of businesses. It's a great piece by Mike Roosevelt. You should read it. If you're a small business owner, if you're a brewery owner, you should definitely read it. Uh, and I think the federal government is going to need to do more for a lot of these small businesses, not just breweries, but a lot of other small businesses in order to get things done and keep things moving when we do get back to normal, whenever that is. When we come back after a short break, Kenny Gould from Hop Culture is going to join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 37 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Some 75 million Americans are now being told to stay home to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. John Klein has more. Stay-at-home orders have been issued in Connecticut, Illinois, New York, and California, directing all non-essential workers to shelter in place. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont said residents of his state could be fined for choosing to ignore the order. President Trump on Friday said he does not anticipate issuing any nationwide stay-at-home mandate. John Klein, NBC News Radio. County Executive 
George Latimer is mandating that beginning today, Beeline bus passengers must enter and exit via the rear door. The policy is being enacted to protect employees from COVID-19 and to hopefully stop the continued spread. In addition to facilitate social distancing, the first three rows of seats behind the driver on all fixed route transit buses will be roped off with special accommodations made for handicapped passengers. In sports, the International Olympic Committee will look at postponing the Tokyo Olympics during the four weeks of talks that were announced on Sunday and mounting criticism by athletes and sports officials during the coronavirus pandemic. Two people with direct knowledge of the contract say the New York Jets and cornerback Pierre Desir have agreed to terms of a deal. Traffic delays are minor at the George Washington Bridge. Holland and Lincoln Tunnels are all a good ride in and out. Parking rules will be suspended through Tuesday, but Jamita rules remain in effect. Keep in mind, all Port Authority crossings will now be cashless. Weather for tonight, increasing clouds, lows of around 33 degrees. You'll see a chance of some rain for Monday and snow between 9 a.m. and noon, and then it changes all over to rain in the afternoon, high near 44. Partly sunny for Tuesday, mild temperatures, high near 57. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AM 970, The Answer. Gold is on a run again. Experts say the coronavirus could tank global economies, so investors are heading for safe havens to avoid losing value in their IRAs, 401ks, and stocks. Don't stand on the sidelines and watch your accounts dwindle day by day. Head for safety and catch the gold rally now. Protect and grow your financial future today with a call to American Bullion, the leader in gold investments. You have valid concerns, and we have simple solutions for all needs and budgets. In fact, we specialize in first-time gold buyers just like you. Find out about American Bullion's hassle-free process to transfer any portion of your IRA, 401k, or stocks into the long-term safety of a gold IRA today. Call 800-600-4849 and ask about our free gold guide. Call 800-600-4849. Grow your financial future with the rising value of physical gold and protect yourself during this worldwide crisis. Call the leader, American Bullion, 800-600-4849. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com, slash A-G, Craft Beer Cast, via email at albert radio.com Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for A-G, Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. We're also Alexa-ready. We're on radio.com. We're also available on the Hopped Up Network. If you just go over to the thehoppedupnetwork.com, you will uh, check out the podcast version of this show, usually Monday mornings uh, before 6 a.m. The End of the World by The Cure, and the way things are going lately... It seems like we are in this crazy panic uh, type of mode, and I, I want to assure people, now is not the time to panic, but it's also the time to listen. Listen and pay attention to what is going on around you and your surroundings, because it's so very important. If you want to be able to go to places again and drink beer and hang out with your friends and do all the things that we do that's associated with beer, 
by by heeding the advice of the authorities, this is the smartest thing that you can do. Now, my next guest, he's one of the founders of a website-based uh, magazine focusing on all things beer, reviews, travel, culture, all about craft beer. Just recently, they've acquired another publication that was about to go out of business called The Hop Review. You can learn all about that at thehopculture.com. Let me welcome back to the program, and it's been a while since he's been on, uh, to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Kenny Gould. Kenny, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, Al. How are you? Uh, well, as well as can be expected in these in these trying times. The good thing for both of us, probably, Kenny, is that we've got a nice stock of beer uh, sitting in our refrigerator and probably cellaring and all this other stuff that we can uh, partake in uh, as we go uh, over the course of days and weeks. But with online publications and newspapers around the country seemingly shutting down, why did you go ahead, Kenny, and acquire Hop Review? Well, I think it's always been important to us at Hop Culture to support independent journalism, especially within the craft beer industry. Um, I think if you look at some of the print publications, uh, they have not been doing so well. You had uh, Draft Magazine and All About Beer going out of business uh, last year. You had uh, Beer Advocate just being purchased by uh, Untapped. Um, but they had already shuttered their their print publication, and I think digital is uh, the way of the future. Um, so I think there was an opportunity for us to to uh, pick up the Hop Review. Um, it's a publication that we've respected for many many years. They've been in business for almost a decade. Um, they announced that they were shuttering their their doors, and that killed me uh, because. They were one of the reasons we got into the industry. So uh, there was an opportunity to provide a home for their content and make sure that doesn't disappear into the the ether. Um, I was totally going to do that. So uh, I called Jack Muldowney, one of the founders uh, at the Hop Review, who's been a a friend for a while and, again, somebody that we've really respected. And uh, we were able to work out a deal to, to really save the incredible content that they've created over the past uh, almost decade. And what are the differences, for those that don't know, Kenny, what are the differences between the Hop Culture website and the Hop Review website for readers? Sure. So they're actually pretty similar in terms of the quality of content. Uh, The Hop Review was really focused on very high-quality editorial, uh, very high-quality photography, and uh, journalism within the beer industry, and that's what we're focused on at Hop Culture as well. Um, I'd say the primary difference is that we focus more nationally, um, but but they are largely based in the Midwest. So they were writing a lot about Chicago-based breweries um, and and other breweries in that area. Um, We have more of a readership on the coasts. Um, New York is actually our our largest readership, Um, but it, so, so they kind of provide a, a little bit of a bump for us in the Midwest where um, we haven't had as much coverage historically. Gotcha. Talking with Kenny Gould, the co-founder of Hop Culture. It's a great website that breaks down so many things about craft beer. Recently, they've acquired another publication that was about to go out of business, as he was just talking about, called The Hop Review. They focus a lot on Midwest type of uh, uh, breweries and things of that nature. And for more info on both, just hop over to thehopculture.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Kenny, the beer industry obviously has been turned upside down in the last week, week and a half with the coronavirus outbreak. In your opinion, how will this affect small breweries in the short term? 
Oh, the short term uh, is not looking so hot. I think that the industry has done a tremendous job of trying to support their employees. Um, different initiatives that have been taken include uh, delivery services. I actually saw yesterday a little bit of a bright spot. Um, breweries in New Jersey, I believe as long as they are um, keeping the beer in its original packaging, are now permitted to um, distribute beer directly to the consumer. Um, I think you'll see more people taking advantage of services like Tavor or uh, Craft Shack, where you can order beer online and have it delivered directly to your home. And uh, in these difficult times, I think people need a little bit of uh, a little bit of booze. So um, I, I would definitely say to, to check those resources out. Um, we're actually compiling right now a list of breweries on hopculture.com. Um, you can also check it out at hopculturemag, M-A-G, on Instagram. Um, of, of breweries uh, and what they're doing um, and how you can get their products in, in this time. I mean, there's a couple that have just shuttered their doors entirely, right. but I think most are trying to make a go at it, again, to, to support their employees um, and, and keep, keep the businesses running, either with uh, self-delivery, with um, delivery services like Tabor or, or Craft Shack mm. um, that are still trying to get beer to people. Um, maybe pick up curbside. I've seen that. Yep. Um, seen it's, that a, well. it's a strange time. And it, again, it, it's all happened so quickly. It, it, it is. It's funny because I have to, I have to take a, a ride down uh, New Jersey at one point uh, on my way home the next couple of days because one of the breweries, I've actually purchased beer already, and it's time for me to go pick it up. And they're doing one of these things where they want you to wait outside the door. They're going to scan your QR code. They'll hand you the beer, and then you can be on your way, which I think is a smart move. We're seeing in New York as well. I know Torch and Crown Brewing is delivering in Manhattan only, uh, but they will deliver right to your door. And uh, they're they're about ten blocks from me. I'm I'm almost tempted to make an order to see if they'll deliver it to my office because they make <laughs> some good beer. But anyway, now for yourself, who not only publishes stuff about beer, but you also run your own events, of which you had a few scheduled. How is this going to affect your bottom line? Um, again, I think in the short term, they, you know, things might take a little bit of a hit. Um, luckily, you know, we're got some reserves we're committed to to our employees and and making sure that um independent journalism keeps getting published and and media keeps getting put out about the beer industry um on the event side i mean that's all been shut down um we need to be responsible and and uh make sure that people are taken care of um we had to shutter an event in charlotte north carolina which was going to be number 30 for us um, that was going to be this Saturday, and we've actually shut down an event in, in the Bay Area uh, that's going to be taking place next month. Right. Um, after that, we'll see. We're supposed to be coming to the Bronx on June 13th for our annual celebration of women in the beer industry, Beers Without Beards. Um, so that's June 13th, and, and we're still uh, holding out hope that, that we get to throw that one because it's one of our favorite events of the year. Um, but again, I mean, safety comes first. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So we'll, we'll, and and we'll Kenny, it's it funny happens. you were you were telling me this off air before we started the interview, and I want to bring this up because I think this is, I think this is something that is that's important that everybody should take heed to. Whether it doesn't matter what your political views are, et cetera, et cetera. This is this is all about human life. So you guys last week, I believe it was, made the decision to pull out of the North Carolina one out of an, uh, an abundance of caution, obviously, because. 
This this virus has rapidly uh, taken over uh, the United States, not to the point of Italy, but it's getting there. If people don't get off the beaches and don't stay home and shelter in place, sort of, you know, just get, listen, if you have to go to work, go to work, come home. There's no reason for you to be out uh, anywhere else. You got a lot of blowback from people for canceling this event. Is that right? Uh, I I did. It, it wasn't great. Um, we canceled just over a week ago. Um, so we canceled last Tuesday. And uh, I had people, you know, telling me I was a coward, telling me that I was contributing to panic. Um, and, I mean, how quickly things have changed in a week. I think the important thing right now, as you said, Al, is that it is about human life. I read today that uh, 86% of people who uh, have coronavirus are not actually showing symptoms. I'm 29 years old. For me personally, I'm not worried about, uh, you know, any negative effects. I might get sick. I'll probably get better. But it's not about me. It's about the people whom I come into contact with. It's about uh, the brewers, some of whom uh, might have immunocompromised children or, or spouses or um, you know, it's about the, the people coming to the festival and, and making sure that they're safe. So um, I think exactly like you said, it's not about politics. It's not about being on one side of the fence uh, or the other. It's about, at this point, um, you know, humanity and just yeah. protecting as, as many people as we can and being responsible so that this thing ends as quickly as possible so we can all um, get back to business as usual. Exactly. My guest has been Kenny Gould, the co-founder of Hop Culture. It's a great great website. It breaks down so many things about craft beer, and they recently acquired another publication that was about to go out of business called The Hop Review. For more information on both, just go to hopculture.com. And again, if you are a brewery and you're listening out there and you want to get the word out about what you have to offer for uh, to-go sales, just contact uh, Hop Culture at resources at hopculture.com. That's resources at at hopculture.com. The subject line should be the name of the brewery and the location, and uh, just give them all the information, and they will push that out there. Kenny, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. I'll stay safe. You got it. You too. Suds and Duds is coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder explains our health care system. Our health care system, which is 50% government, we don't have a free health care system either because government pays 50% of the health care bill, which is why our health care system is so inefficient. That's right. If government were not involved, our system would be much, much better. Which health care system do you think is going to be able to better deal with the coronavirus? Ours or a health care for all system like the kind they have in Great Britain or the kind they have in Italy? The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Dan Proft at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Senate Republicans must go big and fast in their response to the coronavirus. They are facing choices right now about what sort of economic relief and stimulus package they support in response to the coronavirus outbreak. The goal is simple. Help those injured in their pocketbooks and provide aid to an economy shuddering under successive shocks of slowdowns and closures. The biggest impediment to success might be the fact that Capitol Hill staffs don't turn over much. Longtime Hill workers aren't exactly the eager recipients of new policy proposals that haven't been sliced and diced by constituent interest groups. That has to change. The need is urgent for Congress to go far, go big, go fast. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell announced the intention to do just that. He's going to stay there until it gets done using never-tried-before ideas. Time to break the glass and pull the alarm. Time to spend as though you are FDR going to war. This is no time for business as usual. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. 
Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not a No, it is not the end of the world, and I feel fine. Well, I do feel fine. little REM here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I'm just trying to find a little bit of humor uh, in all of this with uh, this coronavirus that is spreading like a wildfire, not only across the United States, but of course, uh, around the world. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa Ready 2. We're also on Radio.com, and we are also available on the Hopped Up Network, and you just head over there, usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m., and you will find my podcast along with a lot of others. Uh, and a lot of these guys are doing their shows now remotely. I mean, I'm by myself in a studio, so it's it's a little easier when you're solo. It's a little easier uh, to do these types of things. Um, but, you know, look, the most important thing before we get into suds and duds, the most important thing that I can tell you, and I, I posted this on Facebook the other day, and I think it bears repeating, um, I'm treating this like I treated my cancer. When I got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, for those of you who don't know, about almost four years ago this October I was diagnosed. Um, When I got diagnosed and I started getting treatment, you know, I was warned. My white blood cell count was going to go down dramatically. And sure enough, it did. Within two months of treatment, by December of that year, I started my treatments in October. By December of that year, I had no white blood cells in my body. I could fight no infection. So I could not afford to get even the slightest bit sick. Couldn't take any medications, nothing. Right? So I treat, I'm treating this like I treated my cancer. I wipe everything down. I avoid contact with people. I sort of self isolated myself for a while. Uh, went to work, came home. Went to work, came home. Yes, I went out with my wife on the weekend. We went to breakfast. We went food shopping. Uh, every other week when I, ha- I still had my taste buds, we would, we would have dinner somewhere. Um, but I was very careful about every single thing that I did. And I think if you take it from that perspective, I think if you look at it from that perspective and you wash your hands thoroughly, you wipe down surfaces that you're using, um, avoid contact with groups of people, uh, we'll get through this. You know, they talk about this whole flatten the curve thing. It's true. The less people are out, the less people that are interacting with one another, the less of a chance that this disease has to spread across the country. And the sooner we can go back to having a normal life. When is that? I don't know. Um, But in the meantime... While we're trying to get over that, if you can get, if you're healthy enough, you can get to your liquor store, 
you can get to your local brewery that's still open and producing beer. If you can get some stuff from them and you can purchase, that's a good idea. Restaurants are also selling beer in some states, not all, but in some states they're filling growlers uh, with, uh, you know, with a food purchase. Help these small businesses out because after this is all over, that's where we're going to have the real problems. That's where we're going to go, not from a recession, but into a depression because there are a lot of people that are going to lose their jobs. And we need to support these businesses while they're open now so that they can stay open when this is all said and done. So let's dive into suds and duds here. A couple different things that I've had over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Wet Ticket um, is coming out with a new beer whenever they reopen, uh, you know, for uh, for canning and purchases. And and my I suspect Tim and Al will have that beer, that particular beer that I didn't get a chance to try, but they'll probably have it in cans uh, soon enough and for purchase. And when they do, I will go down there and purchase them whether or not the tap room is open for drinking or not. But Smooth Vibe was something that I hadn't had before. Nice crisp bite to it, good bitterness too, not over the top. Liked it a lot. Uh, Icarus made themselves a Vienna lager uh, called Oida. Uh, really, really nice. An outstanding Vienna lager. Smooth, caramel, excellent. Uh, you know, Icarus is known for these boozy double, triple IPAs, uh, a lot of big, big banging stouts. This is a fantastic lager. I hope that uh, Jason makes more of them. And in fact, I think we're going to see a glut of lagers and pilsners because they take longer to make. And now that breweries can't serve constantly, um, I noticed a number of brewers were putting some lagers and stuff in the tank to let them ferment so that this way they could keep their business moving. And maybe in eight weeks, they'll have something that's not sitting there, uh, you know, for a long period of time. So that's a good thing. I'm, I'm listen. I like a good pilsner and a lager, so that's uh, for me, that's great. Uh, Hermit Thrush Brewing does a fantastic job with a lot of their beers. Their rye barrel rye, um, my wife has been having, while we go to our favorite place, Paragon Tap and Table, over the last several weeks, uh, I ended up getting half a pour out of it because I ended up kicking the keg. It is so sour and tart. It is just a fantastic beer. Everything that they do, uh, the sour side, is just amazing. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Hermit Thrush does, it's a lot of natural... Uh, sourness with yeast in the air. So this is, it, it's, just a, it's just a fantastic beer. Uh, Lone Pine is now in New Jersey. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. And Chaos Emeralds uh, is a really good beer. It's, it's nice. It's a decent bite. Not super juicy, but, but eminently drinkable. Uh, another great beer um, uh, from these guys. And can't wait to try uh, more of their stuff. Uh, Ernie Huey, the um, general manager of Paragon, gave me a can from Hudson Valley Brewery called Peach Silhouette. And let me tell you something, for a 12-ounce uh, beer, this is an absolutely banging stour. Tons of peach flavor, nice acidic punch to it. Um, I could have had uh, three or four of these. It was that good. Like, it just, it just kept, the flavor just kept coming over and over again. If you're a big fan of peach, you will love this beer from Hudson Valley Brewery. Uh, had the uh, double dry hop first leap. Uh, with Nelson uh, Hops from Icarus. Another winner from them, Juicy Citrus, uh, just a great beer. Dead and Buried Mixed Berry uh, by Hawks. Now, my wife had this. This is a cider from England. But it was a cider to me that tasted more like a sour, loaded with berries, uh, very tart. Um, and, and I was surprised because at first I thought she was drinking a sour. And then, of course, Sherm, the bartender, had to tell me, no, 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 this is a cider from, from England, and it's an excellent cider. This is definitely something I could drink more than one. The problem with ciders, as with most, most beers, a lot of calories. Um, ciders are, you know, over 200 calories. So you got to watch yourself when you're drinking uh, those types of, um, 
uh, of of, uh, of beers. Then uh, Carton came out with Blue Milk uh, a while ago, and it's an homage to Star Wars. So you know the scene in Star Wars um, after Luke sees the battle, and it's the next morning. You don't see it in the movie. He's looking up with his uh, binoculars or whatever, and he kind of sees what he thinks is a battle. Uh, the next day, he goes and um, has breakfast with his uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru, and Amperu is uh, putting stuff in a in a food processor or whatever. She's making breakfast, and she pours this. He sits at the table and he pours out this milk that's blue. So it's been a, like sort of a running joke in the Star Wars movies. If you watch the uh, was it the last was it the last Jedi the, the the middle one of this trilogy or whatever. Luke is training uh, Ray and he's drinking blue milk while he's climbing up a mountain or whatever. So uh, Augie thought it'd be a good idea to do a blue milk type of beer, which I think he did with Jay Wakefield uh, collaboration. So um, this one he did in nitro. I didn't get a chance to taste the original blue milk, but I did get the nitro. Very melon forward uh, in this beer. It was smooth. I I enjoyed it. It was kind of weird at first. Um, And they wanted you to pour it in the glass vigorously, like turn the can over and really pour it, get that head to release all that nitro uh, out of it. Uh, This was an interesting beer. I was very surprised at this and uh, pleasantly surprised. I I was like, "Mm, I'm buying this, but... I'm not really sure. I'm glad I bought it. Uh, I'm glad I still have a couple of cans in the fridge. Uh, definitely something to sample uh, over the next several weeks. Haze Charmer by Trogues. Uh, the good folks from Trogues sent me this beer uh, as a sample. Really, really good beer. Fantastic. Hazy, delicious. I would drink this all day. This is something that they uh, is brand new from Trogues, uh, the Haze Charmer. They're trying to get into the hazy um, areas of beer. And you know what? This is a winner for me. If I saw this on tap somewhere, I would absolutely buy it. Uh, finally got a chance to try Twin Silos by Source. I uh, was heading down there this weekend, had to pick up some cans that I had ordered, uh, ran into a little car trouble, took care of it, had to get new tires. Uh, but uh, this is great, the Twin Silos, sweet, juicy, uh, a delicious beer. My friends from Coronado sent me their uh, the first part of their, uh, their art series uh, called Tropical Dark Rum. Uh, this was an interesting beer. It wasn't super sour. There was definitely some kiwi flavor in it, but it poured thin. Um, I was a little, I, I would say I'm a, a little disappointed in this one. Um, not my favorite from Coronado by any stretch of the imagination. It was a good beer, uh, drinkable, um, but was just, was kind of thin uh, to me. I would have expected a little bit more uh, on the sour side of it. I think they were trying to kind of mute the sourness a little bit. So uh, it didn't work out really the way I wanted to. And then finally, Hoofa from Bolero Snort. They're making this Pilsner in stovepipe cans, which is fantastic. So I have a couple of big glasses in my house that this fits perfectly in. Um, it's so good. It's such a great, crisp Pilsner. Uh, and I, do, I really love a good Pilsner. And I'm so happy that Bolero has their facility up and running because they're able to make these great beers like Pilsners and Lagers and do di- things like English Milds that they weren't able to do before because they were a gypsy brewer. Uh, We are running out of time here, but folks, I just want to tell you, um, do yourself a favor. Support your local brewery right now. They need you more than ever. I know a lot of people have run charities and have gotten beer or gift certificates or gift cards from these people. You know, they've given to you. Now it's time for you to give back. Support your local brewery. Support your local restaurant. Support your local business as much as you can. 
because it is important that we keep these people up and running because small business is the lifeblood of America. And if they're out of business for too long, they're going to go out of business permanently. And that will not be a good thing for the United States economy. My thanks to everyone involved in the show. And thanks to Kenny Gould from Hop Culture. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I'm back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, social distancing, wash your hands. Cheers, everybody.